Hello and welcome to the latest Clear Cruise podcast. Coming up today, Andy Hammer sits down with Love Island's Dr. Alex. Enjoy. Uh, so delighted to be joined by Dr. Alex. Can I call you Dr. Alex? You can call me Alex, probably better. Alex yeah. is probably better. I find it weird being Dr. Alex because no one at work would, would call me that. It's like a stage name almost, like really? a DJ name, I think. Okay. But Alex is fine. But you did, you are trained as a doctor. Yeah. So, and I was reading that at the age of 12, you decided to be a doctor. What happened? Yeah, <laughs> I think at like 12, 13, I kind of like was like, oh, do you know what? Um, I need to think about what I'm gonna do. I think I was quite like focused from a young age and okay. I wanted to be like, right, I wanna know a career. And I just started watching some of like City Hospital and things like that and right. some of the TV shows and just got hooked. I, I like the kind of idea, the, like the science, the drama, the all mixed in one kind of thing and working with people. So okay. I was pretty much, like certain from that age, and then it was like, right, how am I going to get there? So you went and studied, and I, uh, you got a distinction. Yeah. So you must have been pretty. That must have been a hard work period of your life. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. I mean, I am dyslexic, and actually, when I was at school, I struggled with exams and things and writing, and I, I used to kind of lose so many marks in my writing. It was terrible. But I was fortunate. I went to a medical school that right. had. Um, everything was multiple choice questions or essays through computers, so I was absolutely fine. And I just loved it in med school. I enjoyed the learning for probably the first time, you know, throughout my school time. I think it was right. difficult because of dyslexia, but after when I got, went to uni, I just loved it. I loved just yeah, doing well. I got like a buzz from getting good grades. <laughs> did you did you enjoy being a student? I did, I did. Although, I, I mean, five years of medical school, or six, depending if you intercalate, um, I declined uh, intercalation um, because I was just like, six years is now just a bit too long. I was ready after five years, 23, 24, to kind of get to London and start working. So you did, so you came to London, and mm. then you, after a short while, went to Lewisham. So was yeah. that a different type of yeah. career in yeah. Lewisham? Well, so I, I graduated, went to King's College Hospital first, uh, rotated through like trauma, medicine, surgery there. Um, and then went to Lewisham, and basically I'm mostly A and E in Lewisham right. Hospital for the last couple of years. So, and yeah. that must have been challenging. Yeah, it's it's very different. I mean, I grew up in West Wales and Carmarthenshire, little yeah. town. So I think Lewisham and the kind of stuff we see coming through the door is very very different to what you'd see maybe in the countryside. Right. So and and presumably long hours. Very hard work. Did you get the chance to travel at all when you were a doctor? I did a little bit. I was fortunate I went to do my elective out in Thailand. So we do like a placement for oh, wow. three or four months working in a department that's not within the NHS so that you can basically learn from that place and uh, come back with a load of experiences really. So I, I got to do a little stint out there, but not maybe as much as I'd, have, I'd like to. Yeah, but you've presumably travelled quite a bit since leaving the profession. Mm. Although you're still doing bits, still like yeah. So I'm, I'm part time back in A&E. I've got a shift coming up on Monday in a couple of days' really? time, um, and yeah, I'm kind of putting part time A&E and then part time everything else with the media right. commitments and things. And obviously, I've been very fortunate to go away with the carnival recently as well. And we'll talk about them in a second. Um, so, what was the decision that led you to Love Island, which is where a lot of people will know you mm. from? So, I never applied to Love Island, even though I loved the series before. I was a big fan of the show. I never applied to the show. Um, I actually was asked through uh, a dating app because I was single at the time okay. by one of the producers saying we'd love to actually have an interview and see if you're interested in a show and I was like no for ages and to be honest I was quite against the idea because I was afraid of damaging my career which right. I'm, I care about a lot okay. so 
Um, it was a big decision for me. Uh, I'm glad I did it. I had a, a good summer. I think it was highs and lows, and it's fair sure. to say. But since the show, it's, it's been fine. So, Were you surprised at how famous you became very quickly? Yeah, it, it was very strange when it's overnight, kind of like to go from, you know, I was sad, like 200 Instagram followers before, and you know, to have you know, around 1.4 million now is a bit wow. strange, to be honest. So, that's quite popular. Um, yeah, there's a, few, there's a few people, isn't it? But I don't know, like, it, it's it's a weird one to, there's not many shows that seem to like generate that kind of change overnight and it takes some getting used to you but I've just tried to focus and use that platform for things I'm passionate about, the health things and growing um, you know as a voice if you like to millennials that's what I want to be, of healthcare at least. So, yeah. Yes and you've, you've spoken quite a bit about mental health issues yeah. and some of the other issues and I guess you do now have that platform mm. and that's led to a career slightly differently in terms of looking after people so mm. TV career and mm. watchdog this week yeah how, how good is that how, how important is that? Well yeah I, mean, I was very proud of BBC watchdog episode this week because I think it's kind of a long journey in this this year to go to that because people obviously recognise me from the show, but to be a trusted person on such a yeah. on a platform like with the BBC, it takes a lot of work and it's taken a lot of winning people over in a way. So um, I, I love doing it. It's, it. it's something I'm really passionate about, and it is an amazing opportunity to kind of influence people's views on health and stuff through through all the platforms. I mean, obviously, social media is a big one. So my yeah. Instagram Q and A's, got my podcast, my own podcast, which at the waiting room, which I'm very proud of as well. And yeah, yeah I just absolutely love it. And reaching people on different platforms presumably means you reach a slightly different audience mm -hmm. to some of the TV you do. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of my following on Instagram is kind of 18 to 35, actually predominantly. So kind of that kind of younger audience, uh, maybe TV tends to be slightly older. Yeah. Uh, in fact, my podcast, interestingly, I think cap captures all kind of ages. I get sure. between 15 year olds to, to 70 year olds watching it. So yeah. And you've done some this morning and you've done some other TV stuff. Mm -hmm. So is there one bit that's going to be your main career from now or are you I think I'd like to have like a little place on all, all, all the platforms a podcast is such a big area yeah. for me um, I've been in quite a lot of radio like with life hacks radio one um, I do want to have my own show on TV it's gonna take a lot of work it'll take growing you know up to that position you don't just get these things over overnight like no. anything in life you work hard but I will get there um, and I'm really enjoying starting to write more journalistic pieces as well now I did a piece of the Guardian that went out this week that was my first proper write-up and I was proud of that as well because it's kind of a nice way that it's kind of a different way that you kind of get time to reflect and write something really meaningful and people kind of yeah. obviously digest that in their own homes in the morning or going to work or whatever and yeah I really enjoyed that so I hope to do more of that in the future as well. Are you surprised by how much uh, things like mental health are talked about now because it's quite a big shift mm -hmm. in society? I mean it's, it's been a long time coming because mental health probably more than anything affects more people than almost any other issue out there. Um, we all know either are someone who's had mental health issues or we know someone who's had mental health issues. Uh, and it's about time that we actually have been breaking, you know, it's about time we've broken down some of these issues yeah. really. And yet the conversation grows. It is important that of course we're not just going, you know, right going on the way and going yes yes let's talk about mental health we do actually need to look at how can we improve the services within the nhs how do we um signpo signpost people properly and how do we support the organizations that look after people with mental health illnesses that it's not just a flavor of the month if you right. like and that's my passion and, and presumably people like you talking about yeah. it also helps break down those barriers yeah i think there's a big issue we have at the moment is it's men young young men yeah. uh not being and particularly i think it is young men not being happy to open up and talk and say when they need help um the samaritans did a recent um 
uh, study, if you like, and they found that two in five uh, men from the age of, I think it was about, uh, I can't quote the exact age, but it was kind of 18 to maybe 30 or 40, uh, two in five men, even if they needed help, would never ask for it because they'd be ashamed. And that's still quite a frightening figure, shame, really. Yeah. Whereas if you look at uh, you know, women in general, are much more happy to step forward and open up. A lot of that thing is about stereotypes. I mean, the expectation of men to be like tough and yeah. breadwinners, yeah. and we're not weak, we're strong, we never right. need help. It's just nonsense. So. Yeah. Interesting. And, and thank you for the work that you do on that, because I'm sure it's, you, you'll have helped reach uh, people that haven't been reached in the past. Um, we're going to change slightly yeah. conversation. You're just back from Ibiza. Yeah, just uh, speaking about mental health. Fantastic, it's good for you. <laughs> no, we're just back from uh, Ibiza, been away with uh, Carnival yeah. uh, and the team out there uh, with a lot of the agents and things talking about their, their product. Uh, and also my experience on, on the cruise. I went away with Carnival Horizon uh, in April, I think it was, in April time. Right. And had a great time, so I came along to talk about my experience. So, so was a cruise ever an option for you in the past or was this something that suddenly appeared and you went sure i can do that well you know i mean a lot of people that are young will often stereotype cruises being maybe for older people right. or for uh, families they don't necessarily think of it as a young person's holiday and probably i did have some of those uh, misconceptions right. but the opportunity to go to the caribbean i was like you know it'll be amazing some of the islands and i looked into it more i thought this is actually really fun <laughs> and amelia and i my girlfriend went away with me had a great time we we got involved in excursions you know whether on the islands like grand turk or in san juan we did surfing snorkeling chilling on the beach uh we kind of got involved with everything and right and you wouldn't time. do that on a cruise of course because it's full of old people yeah well <laughs> i mean i couldn't believe like when you look at the excursions you can go scuba diving if you want to if you want to go really extreme yeah. you know you can do anything you want really and um, did you have a favorite thing that you did during the cruise uh, what was my favourite thing? I actually, I like the balance. Like, I like the fact that on some of the sea days, you're just like chilling by the pool, relaxing, or if you want to go and you know, go on a sky ride and do, do something a bit more exciting, you can. And then also on the days that you've got your excursions, your like, activity days, so we always plan something we're going to do. For example, I love the surfing, so we got to have surf lessons, yeah, really? took my GoPro along, got some cool footage from that. So. And it was your first holiday with your girlfriend? Yeah. Uh, so, did you were you sociable on the cruise, or did you keep yourselves to yourself? No, I mean we got involved, got stuck in. We tried to <laughs> see every part of the ship and look around, and yeah, we we, we met a lot of interesting people on the way. Uh, and I quite like the the atmosphere on the cruise is the thing that really yeah. I was like so impressed with. Everyone is there to have a good time. I mean, obviously they're on hold, but everyone's there to be happy. There's there's no kind of doesn't feel like there's any stress. There's like this little bubble of like right, we're all on holiday, we're getting away. We're forgetting the outside world, and we're all going to get along and chat and get yeah. to know different people. So, will you cruise again? I'd love to. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've definitely got to cruise again. It was a good experience. Uh, we're very lucky and very grateful to Carnival for having us along. And yeah, definitely would go again. So, what's next? Where, 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 where is your path leading you? Where's my path leading me? <laughs> I don't know yet. No, I mean, I, I'm going to continue with my, my work on, on the health platforms and uh, my podcast, I've got my newsletter, um, your appointment with uh, Dr. Alex, which I'm growing as well. And yeah, hopefully more TV work to come. So yeah, I'm working hard and yeah. hopefully continue to work with Carnival as well. I've enjoyed working with the team. They're fantastic with people. They're a dodgy bunch. They're a dodgy right. bunch, yeah. <laughs> but they, you know, they looked after me and I so amazingly while well. we were away Good. and also recently the trip with Ibiza. And even the staff on the, on the cruise as well are so friendly and helpful. Like there's no one there that was kind of like, 
speak to Nick Brompy, they're all right. genuinely enthusiastic and out to make you hold a you know, good time. So yeah. we're very, very lucky. And yeah, we're lucky to have grateful. an amazing crew on ships, including Carnival Cruise Line. Um, so I can't let you go without asking about this year's Love Island. Yeah. Have you been watching? I haven't caught up with it yet because I've been away in uh, Ibiza. Oh, I've, seen, I've seen clip, clips and stuff, I've seen some of the things that have been happening, but I need to now binge watch it this weekend <laughs> and catch up and know what's going on. Well, lots to catch up on. Yeah, thank absolutely. you for your time. Thank you, thanks very much. Thank you. That's all from us this week. Thank you to Andy and Alex for this week's episode. Let us know what you saw across social media by using the hashtag ClearPod, that's C-L-I-A-P-O-D, and we'll see you next time. My name's Toby Cruz. Happy cruising. <laughs>